Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome to Money and Politics in Delaware. I am your host. I am Dace Blaskovitz. I am the president and majority owner of Wealth Advisors, LLC, which is a full-service brokerage firm headquartered in Wilmington, Delaware. All-star program today, Robert Fry, noted economist, first half. He's our money segment, guest segments, guest, if you will. And then economist John Stapleford talks about the state of Delaware. And uh, in particular, our no-growth economy and Newcastle County's financial problems, all that in the second half. Welcome back, Robert Fry. Thanks, Dave. It's good to be back. And in disclosure, Robert Fry spent a career at DuPont. Let's call it DuPont, but it was Conoco and Comores and mainly DuPont. Retired a number of years ago, stayed in Delaware uh, and uh, hung out a proverbial shingle, created a business. And that's Robert Fry Economics, LLC, and a way to market that firm. He joins us the first of uh, each month. And Robert Fry, you know how we play the game. We get first time visitors. 30 seconds about you, 30 seconds about your business. Well, I've been an economist since the 80s. I have my own firm that I started in August of 2015. I publish a monthly newsletter on the economy. Uh, most of my clients are um, are DuPont and Comores customers that I have met and dealt with over the years. I also um, do speaking engagements I, uh, on the economic outlook. I speak to business leadership teams, uh, boards of directors, company uh, supplier, customer events, and also trade association meetings. And if anyone would like to hear an experienced business economist talk about the economy, they should get in touch with me. And on your side, is it fair to say, I got to watch the word choice here, you're sensitive to your compliment to it. But you, uh, you are a three-time the most right economist, and you went at DuPont and with DuPont team received the Lawrence Klein Award three times. Did I get the story correct? The DuPont Economist Office won the award three times. I was there for the last one and a half of those. I came in during the time period in which, for which we won the second award. Um, I had nothing to do with the the first one. My uh, former colleague Bob Shrouds was there for all three, so he probably deserves more credit than anybody. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Very good. Uh, now, the question is, as we try to do the your first question uh, every month, is tell us about the economy, uh, a noted economist. But I'm trying, trying to put some drama to it here and to pull the banner headline from Wednesday's Wall Street Journal, U.S. jobs, there are more U.S. jobs than U.S. workers. Robert Fry Economics, LLC, what's going on with the economy? Well, you're speaking about the, the job openings and labor turnover survey called JOLTS, and it came out and it said there were 6.7 million 
job openings in the United States, unfilled job openings um, in the United States. And that is more people than the number of unemployed in the most recent uh, monthly employment report. So there are now more job openings than there are uh, unemployed people. Now, that's a little misleading because to be counted as unemployed, you have to have looked for a job within the last month. So there's plenty of people who don't have jobs who are not employed, but they're not counted as being in the labor force um, because they haven't looked for a job within the last month. So um, it, it's indicative of a tight labor force, but maybe not quite as tight as it seems because it looks kind of hopeless as, oh, we'll never fill these jobs because we don't have enough people. So, and what does that translate to an economy? Can you get to the 3 or 4% uh, promised uh, promise land uh, growth-wise that Trump had hoped for? Um, in the long term, no. Um, basically, you're, you're only going to get about a half a percent a year growth in, in employment, and then you're going to add productivity growth on top of that. And you know, the best we've ever, d- ever done over a long period of time is about 2.3%. So you can get growth, long-term growth in the 25 to 3% range, which puts me in a much more optimistic camp than the Congressional Budget Office. But to get 3 to 4 Long-term, no, I don't think you can do that. Short-term, the next few years, you can, but you have to get the labor force participation rate up. You have to get people who are not in the labor force right now to return to the labor force. I, I saw something this week from the American Action Forum. They put out a study in March and said that in 2015, there were more than 919,000 prime-age individuals out of the labor force because of opioid use. Um, so that's a big problem. You could get almost a million workers by, by getting them off of opioids and getting them back in the labor force. There's some others that are just simply discouraged and have stopped looking for jobs and, uh, you know, if wages yeah. pick up and, you know, they'll come back. And, and you can use a combination of carrots and sticks, carrots being you can give them drug treatment programs, you can give them better training sticks, meaning, all right, you know, you're going to get a job. Too many of you are on disability that are not really disabled. Too many people are on food stamps who should be working. So you do some kind of, some combination of carrots and sticks to get people back into the labor force. And then you can get some, some employment growth in the next two or three years that will give you that three to 4% growth. But that's, Two, three years. That's not long term. Let's go a different way, Jeff Semeny. You made your uh, proverbial bones in the energy space. Five dollar gas, seventy, eighty dollar price of energy. I think it's the Economist that pointed out uh, each one cent increase in gasoline prices cost American motorists about one point three five billion dollars every year. Should we be deeply concerned with this uh, uh, recently expensive price of energy? Well, you talked about $70 $80 crude oil and $5 gas, but you don't get $5 gas from $70 to $80 crude oil. We had $4 gasoline when, when crude oil was at 115 So you're probably talking... California! Oh, California? Well, that's 
that's different. <laughs> uh, if you get the national average at five five dollars a gallon, you've got a severe recession on your hand. And if you've got at at four dollars a gallon national average, uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be very concerned about a recession. We're at about three dollars a gallon right now. That's not a big threat to the economy. But the the number you cited, the one point three five billion for every penny added to the to the price of gasoline is exactly right. I did those calculations myself, and that's the number I got as well. Um, so it, it hurts um, consumers when gasoline prices go up. Um, now, because the U.S. has become a much bigger oil producer, um, we it doesn't uh, higher oil prices don't hurt the U.S. economy as much as they used to because okay. that, that pain to the consumer is offset by um, greater drilling activity. All right. We've got about 90 seconds left in this segment to the audience. He does. He, Robert, stays with us for two. So you got to do this one in about uh, 60, 90 seconds. But another just wonderful Wall Street Journal uh, story, I think it appeared in today's We Tape on Friday, air on Saturday, said Social Security is expected to dip into its reserves. Is Social Security broke, Robert Fry? You got one minute. Uh, I wouldn't say broke, but what happened was since the reform that was done by the Greenspan Commission, I think back in the 80s, um, Social Security has been bringing in more revenue than it's been paying out. That um, surplus has been going into the general government fund in return for IOUs, and now the Social Security fund is going to collect those IOUs um, from, from the general coffers of the government. The problem with that is that means that the, the government as a whole has to either raise taxes or cut spending someplace else or run a bigger deficit in order to pay off Social Security. Uh, if we do nothing um, to Social Security benefits or Social Security taxes, we get out to 2034, and we need to cut Social Security benefits by about 25%. Wow, okay. His name is Robert Fry. Uh, he is Robert Fry Economics. When we come back, we're going to talk about U.S. interest rates, what's going on in Europe, G7, China, trade. Gosh, we got a whole lot more. Stay with us. We will be right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. 